Welcome to Tactical Empathy. I am your host, Erin Thorpe, and this is a show where we will explore what it really looks like to lead with empathy in the real world. From a young age and into my early years of my career, I was constantly being told that I was too emotional to lead. I found a way to turn those emotions into a leadership superpower, and now I want to share that with each of you. In each episode, I will guide you through real-life stories, sharing how leaders make tough decisions, hold boundaries, and get things done, all while embracing empathy. Get ready to redefine leadership, understand your emotions, and unlock your own superpowers. It's time to lead with head, heart, and mind. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to the Tactical Empathy Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about empathy and change, and specifically inside empathy and change. So I want to start with this quote from Louise Hay. And if you don't know who she is, go and do a quick Google search. Um, You will find a wealth of information. But the quote is this, you have been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked. Why not try approving yourself and see what happens. When I think about this quote and what has been going on for me in my life, this topic is at the forefront of my thoughts right now. Because throughout the launch of this podcast, in the development, in the birthing, in the launching, and now as we look to sustain it, Self-criticism and self-judging voices have had plenty of space and opportunity to get inside my head, and they have gotten really loud. And so this topic of change is at the forefront of what I've been experiencing and what many of us experience, especially at the beginning of a new year. And for most of us humans, we have a little bit of resistance to change. Our brains, you see, are hardwired for the familiar. They're designed to keep us safe and familiar things are safe. We can predict them. We know how to navigate them. And so this is why as human beings, each one of us develops a comfort zone. There is no uncertainty or if there is a certain level of uncertainty, we can predict it. We have a pretty good idea at what might be coming inside our comfort zone. But when we start something new, like a podcast, a brand new year, a change in our life circumstances, whatever that might be for you, particularly if this change is visible and public, it is full of uncertainty. It's full of discomfort. It's full of risk and all kinds of unknown variables. And this level of vulnerability feels like to our humanness that we are exposed, highly exposed. So today I want to riff on this concept of self-empathy and why it's so important in times of change. When our, so if we go back to the definition of empathy, let's just start there, right? It's this ability to understand opinions, perspectives, and feelings in others. That's kind of the the textbook definition. When we think about that definition, there is something that has to happen inside of us 
for us to be able to sit with others in their emotion, to sit with others in their perspective, to sit with others in their perspectives and their thoughts and their opinions. And that's something that has to happen is we have to get comfortable sitting with our own thoughts and perspectives and opinions and feelings. And this is where our practice of empathy and the tools and skills of empathy really start to impact change. If we have weaker empathy muscles, we not, we might not recognize that ourselves, you know, as we're going through these changes are in a cycle of self-criticism. We might just blindly believe that little voice that says, you're not good enough. You shouldn't be doing this. Who are you? All those things, right? These voices have been very loud for me the last few months. And when our empathy muscles are weak, we don't stop and question it. We just carry on through life, the day-to-day, doing the things, checking the lists, right? Getting things done. Believing that what our brain is telling us is true. The more we strengthen our empathy muscles, the more we have a capacity to understand our own emotions, to identify our thoughts and our perspectives, the more easily we can recognize this judgy voice for what it is, self-protection, right? The human brain is designed to keep us safe, not thriving, surviving. That is what it is hardwired to do. So unless you are consciously giving it different inputs, taking different actions, if you just let your brain run on automatic, right? On the default programming that you were born with, It will keep you safe and it will keep you surviving and it will keep you alive, but it's unlikely that you will ever reach high levels of happiness and enjoyment and fulfillment because that's not how your brain is desired, uh, designed and wired to perform. Empathy allows us to feel our feelings, right? So when we get good at sitting with our own feelings, when we get good at identifying our perspectives, how we form them, what our opinions and thoughts are about certain ideas, and we begin to see them as our own, as something that is a part of us, but not all of us, we are able to question them. And so what I like to do is use um, a little visual, right? And... And the visual that I will use is I will grab this pen. When our empathy muscles are weak, the pen represents our thoughts, perspectives, our feelings, um, you know, all the things that come up in certain situations. When our empathy muscles are weak, the pen is, is hidden behind my head. And so if you're listening to this on the podcast, I'm holding the pen behind my head right now. Um, If you're watching this somewhere on a social media channel, you're probably seeing this visual. But the pen is behind us and we don't see it as separate from self. It's just who we are, right? It's how I react. It's the voice inside my head that it's always there and I don't stop to question it. As our empathy muscles strengthen, what happens is that pen kind of moves around and now it's in our peripheral vision. And we can kind of see it over there. Um, We know it's something We're not quite sure what to do with it yet. And the more and more we work on our empathy muscles, the more visible the pen becomes until one day it's right out in front of you and you're about to launch a podcast like I was, and you've got all these voices in your head 
right? The pen represents the voices that are, you're not good enough. Why would you do this? What are people going to learn from you? Maybe you should just give up now. All of those judgy self-protectionism voices that I have, I can look at them and I go, I see you and I know what you're trying to do. Yes, I feel vulnerable. Yes, this does feel scary. Is my life in danger? Absolutely not, right? It feels scary because of the degree of vulnerability of putting myself out there, of being seen, of being heard, but my life is not going to end because I launched this podcast, right? So you might be facing some new change this year, right? It's early in the year. If you're catching this episode when it launches, it's probably in January sometime. And maybe you have decided that this is the year that you're going to make a change in your life. I want to give you a few tools that will help you navigate this change. Okay? So the first tool is to get quiet. You need to start to hear those voices. You need to hear them. I write them down. Literally what that inside voice is saying, I write it down. And then I look at it and I go, is it true? Do I have any evidence that this is actually true? And you know what was really interesting for me is as I wrote down these fears that I had around launching the podcast about not being good enough, about people not wanting to hear it, about there not being an audience for it, about, you know, somebody might think like, might say something bad on social media. When I started to look at these thoughts, I had zero evidence that they were true. Zero. Every launch post we did, every email we sent out, every time I talked about the podcast coming, I got nothing but positive feedback and reinforcement that the world needed this, that people were interested in these conversations. And so it got harder and harder to believe those voices because there was no evidence, because I was now searching for the evidence to make this thought true. So whatever the thoughts are around your change, is it actually true? right? Maybe you're looking at taking on some health and fitness changes this year. Maybe you've tried these in the past and they haven't worked and you haven't been able to stick with it. The initial voice is going to tell you, you've tried this in the past and it hasn't worked. And you're going to go, yep, that's true, right? Dig a little deeper. What hasn't worked in the past, right? So first step, write down, look for the evidence. Second step, Why didn't it work? What was different about last time? What's different about now? Maybe I have different motivations, right? Maybe there's been a change in my life that now this is more important than it was before. Maybe now I'm willing to get a little more uncomfortable. If I wasn't, I've been thinking about this podcast for years, watching everyone else around me launch their podcasts. This was there. It needed to happen in my business because I needed this tool. I needed this vehicle. And I was ready to step into the discomfort that it was going to demand of me to put it out into the world. I wasn't ready before. So what is the thoughts? What are the feelings that you are experiencing? Is it actually true? Right? Or is it just a story that you're making up in your head? And the third piece that I want to offer you is a mindfulness step. Now, I don't talk about hours of meditation as mindfulness, but rather 
Can you simply sit with what is without exaggerating or catastrophizing what is happening? Again, our programming in our brain has us wired to survive and it's going to do everything it can to keep you inside that comfort zone. So it's going to disproportionately blow up the risks and the uncertainties and it's going to downplay the benefits or the gains that you might make by taking this action. And so when I talk about mindfulness as an empathy practice, what I'm really saying is, can we sit with what is, can we think and feel into what this possibility might be without making it super tragic and without downplaying the upside? So this can look like a number of different ways. For me, I do it best when I'm walking or moving. So uh, I have had to lean on my practices of going for long walks with my dog and my morning runs. And this is what I feel into and I think into, you know, what's the worst that's going to happen on this podcast? Maybe somebody makes a negative comment. Maybe I speak out of turn. Maybe I offend somebody um, and they'll give me some feedback. That's probably about the worst thing that's going to happen. What is the upside? You know, initially your brain wants to say, not that much, not that much. I mean, for me, as I think and feel into that, maybe um, somebody new comes into my network. Somebody finds me who has been looking for someone to work with uh, in terms of building their own empathy practice. Maybe I finally am able to have that impact in the world that I want to have, right? That's big and scary. And yet it feels so fulfilling. So as we think about change, as we think about the new year, as we think about going into 2024, there is going to be some uncertainty. You are going to come up against circumstances and people and situations where you're going to feel vulnerable and where that little voice in your head is going to get pretty loud. I want you to stop and recognize it. Say thank you for being here and trying to keep me safe. Let's just play a little and explore. Is it actually true? Right? Do I, you have a choice. Do I want to believe what this voice is telling me? Or is there some other possibility or opportunity that I might be overlooking here? And how can you explore that and just approve yourself? Approve the desires, approve the thoughts, approve the feelings that you're having. You know, when I think about the launch of this podcast, I had to approve of my feelings of being scared, of being vulnerable, of being excited about the possibility and the opportunity that might exist because I'm doing this and let all of that exist at the same time. So the invitation today is look at those areas in your life where you might have been overly critical on yourself and ask yourself, is it getting you closer to what you want? If the answer is no, try approving of yourself. Try letting it be okay if it's not perfect. Try taking the action, even though it's scary. Try having the conversation, even though you might offend somebody. And just see what happens. Allow yourself to be human. And see. I know for me, 
when I accept myself and all of my imperfections, I feel freer to take action towards the things that I want and desire in my life. And I wish that for you as well. Please let me know how it goes. I would love to continue the conversation on social media or in my email. All of those links are in the show notes. And until next time, try approving of yourself instead of criticizing and see what happens.